Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 153, How Cold Can You Go? On this episode, we talk to CEO of Superior Gear, Danny Warnock, who has revolutionized the hammock system for winter camping. Danny saw a problem in the existing cold weather hammock systems and set out to improve upon it. Testing his own gear in minus 30 degrees, Danny may have just found the solution through the innovation of a new lightweight design. Get talking about this topic in particular. Join in on our discussion on the Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust trail podcast and get talking about this topic, hammock camping. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So we have uh, uh, some pretty big announcements to make tonight. First, I want to welcome to our new gear partners, Enlightenment or Lightened Equipment. Enlightened Equipment, they make some amazing quilts, all of which can be found on the backpackerstore.com where the power is in the search. You can use the search area to type in the piece of gear that you're looking for and then compare prices from all the major online outfitters like REI, Moose Jaw, Camp Saver, Eastern Mountain Sports, all the rest. That's the backpackerstore.com. And of course, in full disclosure, that is our site. We do take a small commission off any gear you buy and it helps support our podcast. So we have done a little work on trustthetrailpodcast.com. Miss Petrucci. It's looking good. We have done a revamp on our site, and along with the revamp, we have announcements for the rest of the 2020 season. That's trustthetrailpodcast.com forward slash events, and I think you're going to like it. So one of the things that we uh, decided to do was we're going to move uh, and forge ahead as any good backpacker would on the trail <laughs> and uh, we're going so come come rain snow sleet wind or virus we're going to try to go and play it safe of course um, and try to keep up with all the guidelines that the uh, that the CDC is is governing but we're going to try to hit the national areas instead of the state areas and i think we're going to be i think we're going to be okay with that so the first trip that's up is in august and that's booked done dealed that is permits ready to go and that is in the great smoky mountain national park and that trip starts in august of 2020 we are calling that trip the hidden gem trip because ariana and i have done that a few times and what we know that you don't know is that there are a few places, um, there are a few trails that are not on any map at all. In fact, in this section where we're going to go, I would say 99.9% of hikers pass right by it and never see it. Uh, but we know where it's at. We're going to take you there. It's a pretty special place. I think you're going to be in awe when you see this place. And we're going to go, uh, it's very historical. It's, it's, this route takes you through all the old railroad uh, lines and the lumber yards of the past, the lumber uh, companies, ghost towns. And we take you up to about 4,200 feet and then we drop back down. It's a two-night trip and it's pretty epic. So that is in August, the Smoky Mountain 
hidden gem adventure trip, backpacking trip, and we're going to have the Airstream there, and we are excited. The next, uh, we're going to move up to September. We're going to make our way up to uh, the UP of Michigan, and we are going to do, once again, we're going to do a picture rock kayak trip. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. We're going to do, we're going to backpack picture rock and all the really good hot spots, the real beautiful spots first. Then we drop back down and then we go do the kayak trip and we look to see exactly where we just went backpacking. And we did the kayak trip last year. We went with a new uh, company. They rocked it. We loved it. It was great. And we had the best time ever. And then we camped right along the lake. So uh, pictured rock, kayak trip, boom. We're going to do that in September, um, late August, early September. And we're going to hang up. We're going to hang out in the UP then. Then we're going to go west. And then by popular demand, you wanted it and we did it. <laughs> it's back. Drum roll, please. <laughs> it's back. It's the Isle Royale two trip option where you can go four nights five days or five nights and six days of course how we're going to get there is still unknown <laughs> but we're going to get there and that is that's pretty much booked ready to go we are still we just talked to the ranger today and had a great conversation with them uh, looks like that's going to go there just could be a little nuances here and there on how many people are going to be allowed on the island uh which that's a good thing don't tell anybody that's a good thing um, so it's going to be a little less crowded, which I'm very excited about that whole issue. So Isle Royale is going to be in September. It's going to be in the first uh, two weeks of September. Um, one trip is four nights. The other trip is five nights. So uh, get your uh, northern light, uh, stargazing, moose watching, fox don't feed gig on because <laughs> we're going and we're doing it. Um, and then of course the, the real, the, the thing that we're, we won't, it's all exciting, but then we're, we're going to ask you to pimp out your car camping gear because we're all going to meet all of you, everyone who's listening right now, all of us, we're going to meet in the Badlands. We're going to meet in the Northern section of the Badlands, but we're not going to be in the national park. No, no, no. We're going to be on the cliff that's overlooking the National Park. So we're going to be on BLM land. It's right south of Wall, South Dakota, where we're going to just open up a little gate. You're going to drive whatever you want. Van, truck, schoolie, who cares, your car, SUV, RV, camper trailer, pop-up camper. Makes no difference what you have. Just bring a tent and come and come camping with us in a wide open free area we're going to go stargaze it's going to be a new moon not a full moon a new moon there's going to be so many stars it'll blow you away because there's nothing out there there's no light pollution at all i am so thrilled about this event uh i can't wait to get out to the badlands and just and just exist in the beauty of what it is. So Ariana and I are going to be there for a little less than a week in our Airstream. And then, that's not all. What we're going to do, for people that want to, um, I have a few secrets up my sleeve when it comes to the Badlands. And for people that want to do uh, overnighter, deep into the, not deep, 
But into the Badlands. <laughs> a hop, gonna, skip, and a jump. We're going to go into the park then. We're going to park where there is a little secret trail in one of the parking lots. We're going to go out there and we're going to go camp and do an overnighter at a place called Deer Haven, um, which is, it's, and a lot of people know about that. That's not a big secret, but we're going to go camp up at Deer Haven and we are going to look, we are going to overlook the entire Badland National Park, get a different perspective, see the stars, next day hike back. So, um, and that is just a, a meetup event. Just come on out, bring some food, um, better bring some water because uh, there's no water. And those details are on our website. All the details, um, I'm still putting together a packing list for some of these um, uh, some of these events, but the Badlands is up there. Water, water, water is going to be the key to that successful trip. Um, and uh, just come on out with us. And then the big gig is um, in probably the latter part of October, Ariane and I are going to snake our way all the way down to the Albuquerque. We're going to go to Flagstaff. We're going to drop down from Flagstaff. And we are going to go into the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. We are probably going to do four trips in total. Two in the late 2020 season and then two in the early 2021 season because we're going to be there. Um, and uh, all I can say is this. That backpacking trip... That trip that um, I will be guiding is not only one of the most historical Southwest trips that you will ever be on in your life, but it's a great way to learn um, backpacking in the Southwest. It is epic. It is, um, at at times it'll be easy, at some times it'll be difficult. It will give you everything you have ever wanted as a backpacker, everything. You'll be able to cook in a 100-year cabin that has been built by Red Rock that is against, in a cliff, that still has the cast iron pots and pans in there today and has a working wood-burning stove. You can sleep in it. I'm not going to sleep in it, but you can if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's there. It's really, really cool. Um, And then we make our way up the Mesa and... um, and, you know, one part of the trip, you'll be thinking, oh, my God, there's no water out here. And by the end of the trip, um, you may ask everybody to turn and walk away because you want to go skinny dipping in a spring-fed creek, which is absolutely beautiful in the canyon. So that we've is been the, there before. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like an, it truly is a desert oasis. I'm not kidding you. It's a desert oasis. Uh, everything you ever seen in the movies about this beautiful spring-fed lake that comes out of the sand and it's a desert and there's green all around it, that's this place. And so that's going to be the Sycamore Canyon. The advantage of that trip is kind of like hiking in the Grand Canyon without 20,000 other people. Right. <laughs> and you right. don't have to get permits for it. You can just go. And that's open, by the way. So we're going to do that. So that's our announcements. That's what we're going to do. Trustedtrailpodcast.com forward slash events. Um, go check them out. Um, we're not taking a lot of people on any of these events. So probably, you know, five people at the most because um, we like those small, intimate type settings. Um, so if you can block out some time, if everything affords you to be able to do that, if life can get halfway back to normal um (laughs) we'd love to have you guys go on these trips with us 
Um, you know, we're going to be in Arizona for some quite some time uh, in the in the winter months, um, and then of course we make our way back up to do to be doing the Grand Canyon trip in May of 2021 for sure. That is a 100 percent guarantee. So hopefully everybody will be able to come out for the 2020 season and get your hike on. The interview with Danny was awesome. Really appreciate his wife for emailing us and saying, hey, we have a product. We'd like you to take a look at it. Could we be on the podcast? And after taking a look at the website and hearing his story in particular, uh, I knew Danny was as crazy as we were for loving to go out in winter. And I think he solved a great problem with winter hammock camping. So here's our interview with Danny. So, hey, Danny, thank you so much for coming in the podcast. Really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to our uh, to listeners about uh, superior gear, superior hammocks. Uh, yeah, I thought I was crazy going out and winter camping when it was like minus 10. But <laughs> after, after reading that, not only are you from Minnesota, you make the gear in Minnesota, but then the the news went out and did a story about some crazy person hammock camping in minus ten. I'm like, I think I finally found someone who's who's a crazy winter backpacker. So tell us a little bit about how this whole thing got started with you and your your company. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. It's really great to talk to you guys. Um well, several years ago, uh, I was planning a solo camping trip in the Boundary Waters of Minnesota. I don't know if you, your listeners are familiar with the Boundary Waters, but it's this huge area of remote lakes in northern Minnesota in the area that borders Canada. And it's just this giant area with thousands of lakes. And uh, ever since college, a friend introduced me, and we would go canoeing up in that area. Um, and I just, I just love it up there, just getting away from civilization. And uh, I'd always wanted to try that as a solo trip. And as I was planning the solo trip, the weight of my pack was just, it was getting too heavy. And I was like, I got to cut some weight somewhere. And so the tent was kind of the first obvious thing that I wonder if I could somehow not bring this six pound tent. And I, uh, I was going to bring a little hammock anyway to relax in. And I thought, well, I wonder if I can just sleep in a hammock. Uh, and I just started looking around and sure enough, there was this little hammock community of people that do that. And I realized I just needed to add a bug mat. So I, uh, I had gotten into making tarps couple years before that and so I just sewed up a bug net and uh, that's what I did for that trip and it was pretty good uh, but then I, I still thought it could be a lot better and I started learning about under quilts which is kind of the next step in hammocking where you add this insulation under your hammock but those under quilts have certain problems they can slide around they can like, have cold drafts there's kind of more setup involved so I just thought well I think it could even be better than that and so I you know, the idea I came up with was sewing insulation right into the bottom of the hammock. Um, and that was the concept I kind of tried out. I just uh, found, you know, did research on materials and I would go to thrift stores to, you know, buy just three down jackets at a time and get the down out of that. And I made this hammock and it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. It was really warm and cozy. And the next, the next year around when I had that in the Boundary Waters, my friends were pretty jealous of my sweet hammock. That's kind of the beginning of it. Well, I liked um, your the on your front page of the website. It says "cure for the common cold butt," and that seems to be <laughs> that. That's really cool because that's one of the things that keeps people out 
um, from going out backpacking in the wintertime if you prefer hammocks. Now, I slept in a hammock for a long time. I loved it um, until I, you know, I got a dog. My dog did not like sleeping in the hammock. And, you know, we kind of had like this wrestling match in the hammock. And then I went into, I went into tarp tenting. So I just sleep under a tarp. But I think for most, the debate I see for, for most in hammock forums and in, in other, uh, in, in the hammock backpacking world is that, yeah, I'd like to go when it's cold, however. And I think you kind of solve that problem. Um, what, what really just kind of threw me on the floor was how insulated and how cold your winter hammock can go. So tell us about, you know, the big daddy. Tell us a little bit about your, your winter hammock setup. Sure. Um, so our, our standard insulated hammock is a 30 degree, 30 Fahrenheit degree, kind of a good three season hammock that'll, you know, get you by in Minnesota from, you know, about, about May through October or so. Um, but once you start getting into, you know, sub freezing, uh, we also have hammocks, uh, you know, winter rated hammocks for 15 degrees, zero, minus 15, and minus 30. Um, and they each have a different amount of down in them. And, and the design slightly changes to accommodate um, just more loft at those colder temperatures. Uh, and I have personally tested um, our minus 30. Uh, last winter, we had this crazy Arctic blast, and it got down to minus 38 one night. And while everyone else was freaking out, I was like, this is my chance to see what my gear can do. And so I um, I grabbed a friend. There was two nights it got down really cold, minus 30 in the Twin Cities the first night. And uh, as you alluded to, I, uh, I got a little news story about that. Um, that was kind of fun, local news here. Uh, and then the next night, it was going to be even a little colder. And I, I went, I drove an hour and a half away from the Twin Cities, uh, north and west a little bit, to find the coldest spot I could in Minnesota. And it got down to minus 38 that night. And uh, it's, you know, I just want everyone to know it was a lot of down. There's a lot of down in this hammock. So be, be really careful if you're in those kind of temperatures. But so I do, honestly slept a really great. Yeah. So do you have like a, so a minus 20 degree down uh, hammock, do you have a sleeping bag then? What other gear do you, did you kind of bring to complement that? Yeah. So that was, it was actually minus, minus 30 is, is the official rating we're giving that hammock. Um, I did have two top quilts on me. Uh, one was a zero degree rated quilt and then another one was a 30 rated quilt. So, so that our hammocks deal with your, your bottom insulation and kind of on the sides as well. Um, and you still, unless it's real warm, um, you're still going to need a, like a top insulation layer where they call right. that a top quilt. So I had two top quilts. I also had a, a tarp over me and I also, if it gets real cold, I like to drape a wool blanket above me as well. So I did have a lot of layers going on. I would, I would, I would bet to say that making coffee the next morning was kind of a, was, was, was hard to do. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Man. Yeah. Just a couple minutes out of the hammock. Yeah. Oh yeah, cold. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and I, you know, I have been to the boundary waters by the way, and I've been there twice. Awesome. And I, I was, I went the first time I ever went, I actually got spooked out because, you know, you can get lost pretty easy sure. out yeah. there. And I, I had the boundary waters map. Um, and I was, you know, portaging a couple of different places, but if you, if you go too far in, I was always afraid that I wasn't going to be able to find my way back out because it all, it all yeah. looks the same after a while. But I think right. one of the cool things about going out there, you know, in the winter time, 
is that you know you there's nobody there, there's nobody there um and if you just go out and you know backpack in the winter when it gets that cold outside what where do you see the commonality of like your I mean, not everyone's going to go out there when it's minus 30, but a lot of people would like to go out there, you know, when it hits zero, you know, between yeah. 30 and zero. What, what product do you guys have that you would recommend to, to that group of people? Well, there's a couple approaches you could do. You could buy our, our winter hammock. You know, you could buy our 15 or our 30 degree, and that would definitely be a great option. And that's kind of maximum simplicity. And, and what's great is, is even that zero degree rating, you can still sleep really cozy in that up to maybe 70 degrees. It's not like you're going to be burning hot at 50 or 60. You're, you're still going to be really cozy. Like down is very forgiving like that. So anyway, that's your first option. You could go with the 15 or the zero that we have. Um, another really cool option is we sell uh, a universal quilt, we call it. It's, it's uh, or we call it the universal comforter, but it's a quilt that can be a top quilt or it can be an under quilt. And it can snap on to um, all of our hammocks, except one hammock, but most of our hammocks have the snap system. So you can actually, uh, you could, so in the case you're talking about, you could take this underquilt and you could buy a regular, the 30 degree superior hammock for your three season camping. And then when you get into the sub 30 camping, you could snap on this universal quilt and now you've got a zero degree rated setup. Um, yeah, and I was also surprised and at, how light your hammocks are. So, you know, I was looking at weights like, you know, 2.53 pounds, which is an incredible lightweight uh, system. Now, you have 800 fill, um, is that goose down, I would imagine, in all your bags, or is that a mix? Uh, we use, we use it's, actually, it's duck down. It's 800 duck down. fill duck down. Yep. Okay, so you've got a really good loft. It's going to be easily yep. packable. Um, yeah. And so what is, give me some weight variations on, you know, some of your different hammocks for people that love compressing that thing into a softball in their backpack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, lightweight performance was always a very important thing I designed into the gear. And that's the reason I even got into hammocks, you know, hammock camping in the first place was to cut the weight of my tent gear. So the, the superior, the 30 degree superior hammock weighs 36 ounces. So just barely over two pounds. And it's really warm. Like we, when it comes to weight uh, temperature ratings, we try to be really conservative. And so, I mean, I'm confident anyone will sleep cozy at, at 30 degrees. It always bothered me when, when I'd be, you know, at an REI buying a sleeping bag, and they're like, "Well, if you want to be warm at 20, you know, you got to buy a 10. You know, if you want to be warm at 30, you buy a 20." I'm like, "Well, I don't think it's the right number for what you'll actually be comfortable." So our, our ratings—they're not like a survivability rate. They're like you're going to be comfortable. You're going to be warm. Are they kind of, I mean, yeah, the, the bag ratings have gotten really crazy, um, you know, really within the last, you know, six, seven years, they've got the EN rating. So are you basing your rating just on, like, is there, are you basing it on a standard rating or a little bit off the EN rating? How are you doing that? Well, there was, um, early on, I was, I was going off of a, a chart of like kind of general thickness, um, you know, the general thickness of your loft. Uh, and the warmth rating you would get. So I kind of use that as a rough guide. Um, and then I also, I mean, I really use myself as a test. And I will like, it's, it's gonna be 30 degrees one night, I will specifically go out with just base layers and sleep and make sure there's no cold spots. And then I have other people that have done some testing with me. Uh, so I feel really confident that our ratings are, are, are on the conservative side. 
and um, so it's a combination of different things that we use to achieve the ratings that we we put on our products. And I specifically, I'm a very average sleeper. I don't think I'm a hot or cold sleeper, so I think I'm actually a pretty good test subject for an average sleeper. Because people, you know, obviously vary a little bit, but that's kind of our process. Dude, you went out. You went out in minus thirty degrees. You're the ultimate gear tester. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know well, anybody. You should. You should well, win. You, know, you should win some sort of backpacking award just for going out at minus thirty degrees. I think well, that's awesome. Just, well, I mean, I had the right gear. I don't, it was a lot of downs. So. Well, and I think that's the thing, you know, that that's the one thing about hammock camping is hammock camping. Uh, it's its own kind of, um, um, it's, it's, it's like this own type of uh, very tight knit group of backpackers that, you know, um, just hammock, they love the hammock. And, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, you provide in that in that gap of where, yeah, I would love to go hammock camping, but it's cold. And I, and I think then when you start buying the accessories and you start looking at how to keep warm, you know, now you're looking at more weight, you're looking at, you know, bigger packs. Um, and it's, it's kind of a pain to start, you know, putting all this stuff together. And I, and I think that you yeah. found a real good niche as far as, um, you know, one, type of product to do the one thing that you want it to do and that's to keep you warm which is a lot of reasons why people don't go out into the backcountry um so yeah. what um so you went minus 30 degrees what, what share with us what's that like what what's that like sleeping in a hammock and it's minus 30 degrees like did you get a good night's sleep? Do you wonder what the heck am I doing? Like, what was your yeah. experience in that? Yeah. Uh, getting in and out was just crazy cold. I mean, it's just like anything below minus 10 is, is very cold, but man, man, it was cold. Um, so getting in and out, we, you know, we stuff as quick as we could and, uh, you know, probably was able to get my setup all set up in probably about 10 minutes. Um, and then I, I was, I, I managed my water intake very carefully because I didn't want to have to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or get dehydrated. So I think I got it just right. But I was very, very careful for what I was drinking. And then, uh, once I got settled in the hammock, um, it took maybe five or 10 minutes to really feel like, you know, you're warming it up. Um, and in normal temperatures, you feel the heat right away of, of our hammocks. But with this, this amount of cold, you know, you have to start heating up all those layers, but you know, maybe 10 minutes and I started feeling warm, you know, good and warm again. Um, and I, I promise I'm not making this up, but I, I had a really good night of sleep. <laughs> and actually, I woke up, you know, what I thought was going to be an hour or two into the night to rustle around because I'll do that once in a while. And so, I, you know, about what I thought was an hour or two later, I woke up and I looked at my clock and it was 7 a.m. I was like, oh, my gosh, I slept through the whole night without waking up at all. So it was legitimately one of the best nights I've ever had in a hammock which I wasn't expecting that. I just wanted to survive, but I honestly had a really good night's sleep, but I was just so overprepared. I think that's why. You know, later you find out that the cold actually puts you in some sort of a sleep coma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I lost the foot, but besides right. <laughs> I had a great night's sleep. So, um, and I also, when I was going uh, through the, through your site this week, I noticed that the suspension system looks kind of different. Kind of explain how fast you can get those hammock up because it looks really cool. Oh, really fast. Um, 
I, we did a Kickstarter a couple years ago and I was just going to grab a, you know, find whatever was the, you know, the best, easiest suspension system that was kind of out there on the market uh, to, to use with our, with our Kickstarter. And I just tried everything and I just was not satisfied with any of it. Um, some, some of it was really lightweight and that was good and the other of it was kind of heavy, but there just wasn't a single like suspension buckle that did everything I wanted. And what's really important to me and kind of my mission is to make hammocking as simple as it can be without losing the performance and the quality and the comfort of, you know, the things that experienced hammockers know. So I wanted as, you know, something really simple. And so I just kind of ended up um, developing this new, this new buckle and it, uh, it does, it sets up really fast. It, you can adjust it really easily. You know, I think a lot of people, they'll use hammocks and they'll use these daisy chains and those are definitely fast as well, but you're paying for really twice as much strap and you can't really dial in the hang. You can't like adjust it very easily, you know, if you want to kind of fine tune the tightness. And so that's why a buckle is a really big advantage. And so our buckle adjusts really easily. And what was even more unique about it is it, it loosens easily. So even after the hammock's been under tension, you can kind of ratchet uh, the kind of triangle shaped piece that you probably saw and then it loosens really easily. And there's just nothing else out there that gives you that that option. Yeah, plus it's lightweight. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's usually the hammocks aren't really the problem in the weight. It's usually the straps and the suspension system then, you know, puts on puts on the weight. And uh, you know, I I again, you know, when I first started, I was very big in the hammock gig and I remember getting a, you know, the uh I think the first generation of Hennessy hammock. And, okay. you know, you had to be a rocket scientist to strap that thing up onto a tree <laughs> because they had a, they had a knot system. Yeah. You're like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna remember this knot system. I had to take like a video of it, you know, and just, and then play it in the field so I could just remember how to tie the knot system. So I think hammock, hammocks have come a long way as far as getting yeah. it up really quick and easy, but it's always been the straps that have been the heaviest part of the hammock. So I really like your design the way that it was, you know, quick up, quick down, you know, adjust as you go, because, you know, of course, not everything is perfect out in the wilderness and, you know, your trees aren't exactly where you need them to be, right. uh, you know, things like that. And, uh, and of course the wind changes. So, you know, a lot of times you may have a few trees that are, uh, that would make great, but then the wind adjust and you can easily just take swing one end of your hammock to either block or um, give yourself a little bit more wind resistance so taking that thing down yeah. and strapping it back up is really uh, really super important um so yeah, sure. so tell us a little bit now about what like like where's the where's the company going or where do you where do you envision the hammock uh the hammock gig going i think it's just getting better and better yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely been a lot of innovation the last few years. The the materials have really progressed a lot. I mean, I, I really couldn't have made our gear just you know five or even ten, you know five years ago even really. Um, so a lot of great new materials coming out. Uh, where I see us going is uh, we definitely kind of have one foot in the kind of the hardcore hammock community. Uh, we're not quite ultra light enough for like some you know some people. But I would still say we're we're quite ultralight. Our our whole system is is six pounds. You know that's the tarp, the top blanket, the hammock. You know everything you need for thirty degrees under six pounds is I think that's pretty good. Um, so I think we kind of have one foot in that ultralight kind of hammock snob world a little bit. 
but I, but you know, my passion really is trying to get more tent campers to, to give it a try and show them that it doesn't have to be complicated. And I've tried to take all of the guesswork out of it. So that's kind of where my next focus is. I feel like I've um, gained some legitimacy among some, some like hammock influencers and kind of that, that niche. But really my next goal is to kind of reach out to kind of the rest of the world and say, man, hammocks can be really awesome. And here's a, an easy, really comfortable way to do it. That's not going to weigh up. Well, I think that's the key point because um, I, I know a lot of tent campers that would prefer a hammock. Um, but I, I think for even the ultra lightweighters, I would, I would probably argue that even for them, they're not ultra light anymore once they get below 32 degrees. You know, once they get below 32 degrees, they, they start adding a lot to their gear. And I think that's where you come in. And I think for a lot of uh, tent campers that don't like sleeping on the ground, um, I think that is really a, a, really a super, super uh, um, added value that you give that nobody else is getting right now that you're in that, you know, it's cold. I want to go out, but I don't want to sleep on the ground, but I want to be warm. Yeah. But, you know, um, and, and I, you know, I get a much better sleep when I'm, when I'm in a hammock, um, I sleep better. Um, I'm a side sleeper. And so, I mean, I feel very warm and cozy in, in a hammock. I, I hammock for a long time until I got my dog. That was almost impossible to, <laughs> you know, he had separation anxiety, so he couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't leave him outside. <laughs> so yeah. that dog was in a hammock with me and it just was, one of us was going to go. And it was usually me. Usually he had the hammock all to himself and I was sleeping on the ground anyway. So um, maybe we can put our heads together and I'll design something just special for you and your dog. It's not, it's like a, you know, we need like a, like another extra bottom dog bed that, you know, he can get, he loves yeah. this. He, you know, the thing is he loves the down sleeping bags. He, anything down my dog oh. loves. He's, he's, I mean, <laughs> he sleeps on that. If I have gear on the, in the, in the house and I've got my sleeping bag on the bed that's where he sleeps. He's so used to sleeping on that sleeping bag. Um, that would be kind of cool to have like a little dog bed underneath a hammock, but, yeah. um, but I make him carry his own gear. I'm not carrying it for him. Um, <laughs> so but yeah, what you're saying, I, I, I find hammocks to be so much more comfortable than a tent. Like I, I was a tent backpacker for a long time and I, I never woke up feeling good. You know, you just kind of wake up and you get through the night, but like I genuinely wake up feeling great in a hammock. I sleep so much better. And at this point I would, I would carry way more weight to have that comfort, you know, if I had to, but I don't. Yeah. And I think, but with your, when, as I was looking at uh, your, um, even your, your winter bundled system, it's not that heavy. So I, th I think it's, I think it's a really good, I, I really am excited about uh, what you're providing to the, to the backpacking community because you know, we get so many questions about hammocks, so many questions like, what do you, what, what do you think about this? And should I do this? And hammock versus tent. And, and, you know, we tell people it's your trail lifestyle, you know, and if you feel better sleeping in a hammock, for God's sake, take, take a hammock out there. You know, yeah. the whole purpose is to enjoy uh, nature and, and, you know, have, have your peace out there. But um, I, but it, it seems like that, that, that argument has always been, but it's what I do about the cold. And I think some of the hammocks of, you know, of yesterday, 
um, have always gotten kind of that bad rap reputation and, and probably um, because of old technology is that you had that cold space underneath. And I just don't think that's the case anymore. I think technology, especially with what you've designed, um, really kind of has squashed that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so um, tell us, tell people that are, you know, that are going, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go hammocking. I'm done. I'm uh, I'm out of a tent. I'm going to go in the winter too. Um, Cause we're going to be in Flagstaff in October and November and nothing says cold than up in the high desert country. So um, how can people find you and what, what, what can they, what can they expect to get? Sure. Uh, you can buy all of our gear at superiorgear.com. And uh, actually, for your listeners, we've got a special 15% discount on anything. Um, just type in Trust the Trail coupon code, 15% off. That is awesome. Uh, com. Yeah. And um, I mean, I guess there's, there's different ways you can go. But I mean, I personally, um, I love using our 30-degree insulated hammock for my three-season camping. And if you get the, our universal comforter, which is uh, our quilt, to pair with that and then now you've got your your bottom insulation and your top insulation set and then if you want to do colder camping you can just take that quilt and snap it onto the bottom of the hammock and if you you know if you've already got another sleeping bag just use that on top Um, another thing i really believe in is having a very modular system and that's an advantage of hammocks in the first place so if you you know you can't afford a whole setup just you know start with the hammock or start with the straps but you can you know, get the rest of our system. And, and if you already have your own sleeping bag, you can, you know, start off with that until you, you know, maybe decide you want to go with ours at, at a point later. Um, but just kind of, you can get your foot in the door and, and see if you like it. But I will say our gear does also work together as a system really well with, with the snaps and just our kind of philosophy with, with gear. Um, but we honestly kind of got everything covered from the shelter to the bug net um, to the strap system. Uh, we even have a little like napping hammock uh, we call the daylight. It weighs only four and a half ounces. It's just a little napping hammock, but it's literally the lightest hammock on the market. It's an eight foot by three and a half foot hammock. It's kind of cool. So we sell a lot of those. Too. Well, I think that, that see, that's something that other manufacturers don't offer too, because, you know, you, you know, to choose a hammock is, I want to choose any piece of gear now. It's 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 mind-boggling because there's there's so many alternatives. But if you're not sure, you know, the nice thing about what people can do is they can buy the modular pieces and step up, and then keep buying more things that fit together in one piece of gear. And even in, in the day, uh, your day hiker, you know, just you know, bring out a backpacking trip, set it up, and see if you like it. If it's you know, take bring it out in the summertime. And just sleep under the stars and see if you like hammock camping. You know, that way you're not, you know, you're not breaking the bank trying to get in a, into hammock camping. And I think once you sleep in a hammock, uh, for me anyway, I mean, it's, it's like pure joy. It really is oh, yeah. super, super nice. Um, and then just kind of, you know, work your way up, you know, the, you know, your gear chain as far as, okay, I've got this and now what can I add on to this? But, and that's the nice thing. It's like, you don't have to buy a lot of different manufacturing uh, parts and pieces to fit your hammock system. And I think that's another thing you guys got going for yourselves. Um, and I, I really think that's cool. I think that's really, really super awesome that uh, for the backpacking community that they don't, they can, they can get one system and work their way up. Right. Yeah, definitely. 
So do you guys, are you guys on social media? Do you have, uh, you guys have a YouTube channel or anything like that? <clears throat> um, I am on social media a little bit with, um, with Instagram and Facebook. I, I haven't been super active on there. Um, and we do have a really small YouTube channel, um, but I'm actually going to be actively working on creating more content for that and just trying to get out there and engage people and kind of spread the word about what we're doing. Well, your website is awesome. I mean, it's just, it, it really is, it really is cool. Um, you guys, please go to, please go to superiorgear.com. It's really, really cool. I mean, just the first photograph alone inspires you to get out in a hammock. I mean, just, <laughs> just that one, of course it's, you know, it's a really beautiful picture. I, I, I hope to see uh, a picture of you in the hammock when it's minus 30. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been a pretty cool <laughs> picture. I'm a photographer to do that for me. <laughs> if your camera would have even worked at minus 30 degrees, but I think that's really cool. I, I I'm really, uh, really inspired by you going out there and, you know, testing the gear yourself and, uh, you know, you don't, you don't just talk about what the gear can do you know what the gear can do because you went out there and and tested it so that's really yeah. really cool um danny thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you for giving our listeners uh the 15 percent out uh 15 promo code uh, just type in trust the trail you guys go to go to the website and check it out i think for people that are wanting to get in a hammock uh camping there's no excuse anymore for you not to get into it when it's cold outside Danny will test you. Danny will attest to <laughs> there, there is no excuse anymore not, not to do it. So uh, really appreciate it, Danny. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah. Um, Thanks, Scott. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Next time, uh, next time uh, it's cold outside and um, you and I are, are around uh, and I'm up in Minnesota, man, we're, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go hammer. Yeah, definitely. Stop by. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Thank All you. Right. All right. Back to uh -huh. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate Danny coming in and being a member of our podcast family. If you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment on Apple Podcasts and help us spread the word about our podcast so it gets out there or on any of your other favorite podcatchers. Shout outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members, as always, and our Patreons who help support our podcast. Without you, we couldn't really keep going. Ted Jones, Dave Boyer, John Phillips, Rick Hornick, Jerry Shirley, Jerry Brucia, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, who's already going on one of our trips for 2020. Awesome. Bob Esser, Matthew Creecroft, Vicki Thompson, Becky Wenger, Jill Lang, and our newest patron, E.J. Newell. Welcome, E.J. Really appreciate it. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content, including Trust the Trail Gear Talk, that we upload at least twice or three times a month. Our podcasts are available on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big podcatchers, any of your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on one that you listen to, please let us know. We'll make sure that we are. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need, even if it's minus 30 degrees. Danny, thank you for teaching us to get out there and just do it. Remember, trust the trail, you guys.
Bye. Bye. Bye.